The Fourth Book, A Raj Quartet. Chapter 19. The news of the annexation of Hastinapur by the British Raj was announced by a brusque communique one morning. There was none of the subtle build-up one might have expected, Ganapati. No carefully planted stories in the press about official concern at the goings-on in the palace, no simulated editorial outrage about the degree of political misbehavior being tolerated from a sitting regent, not even the wide bureaucratic circulation of proposals, notes and minutes that Vidur, now a junior functionary in the State's Department, might have seen and tried to do something about. No, Ganapati, none of the niceties this time, none of the fabled British gentle manliness, and let me take your glasses off your face before I punch you in the nose. No, sir. John Bull had seen red and was snorting at the charge. One day, Hastinapur was just another princely state, with its flag and its crest and its 11-gun salute, and the next morning it was part of the British presidency of Marabar, with its cannons spiked, its token frontier post dismantled, and the Union Jack flying outside Gandhari's bedroom window. Sir Richard, former resident of Hastinapur, now special representative of the Viceroy in the charge of integration, and a hot favourite to succeed the retiring governor of Marabar himself, breakfasted well that morning on kegs and kedgeree, and his belly rumbled in satisfaction. He had just wiped his mouth with a damask napkin when an agitated Heeslop burst in. Come in, Heeslop, come in said Sir Richard, expansively, if unnecessarily, for the equerry was already within sneezing distance of the pepper pot. Tea? No, thank you, sir. I'm sorry to barge in like this, sir, but I'm afraid the situation is beginning to look very ugly. Your intervention might be required. What on earth are you on about, man? Sit down. Sit down and tell me all about it. Sir Richard reached for a teapot, a frown creasing his pink forehead. Are you sure you won't have some tea? Absolutely sure, sir. The people of Hastinapur haven't reacted well to the news of the annexation, sir. Ever since this morning's radio broadcast, they have been pouring out in the streets, sir, milling about, listening to street corner speakers, denouncing the imperialist yoke. Shops are all closed. Children aren't going to school nor their parents to work. And the atmosphere in the city centre and the Maidan is, to say the least, disturbing. Sir Richard sipped elegantly, but two of his chins were quivering. Any violence? A little. Some window panes of English businesses smashed, stones thrown, that sort of thing. Not many targets hereabouts to aim at, of course, in a princely state. It's not as if this were British India, where assorted symbols of the Raj to set fire to and fro were all about. A crowd did try to march towards the residency, but the police stopped them at the bottom of the road. Heeslip hesitated. My own car took a couple of knocks, sir, as I tried to get through. Stone smashed the windscreen. Good Lord, man! Are you hurt? Not a scratch, sir. Heeslip seemed not to know whether to look relieved or disappointed. But the drivers cut up rather badly. He says he's all right, but I think we need to get him to the hospital. Well, go ahead, Heeslip. What are you waiting for? There's one more thing, sir. Word is going around that Ganga Datta will address a mass rally on the annexation this afternoon, sir, at the Bibigar Gardens. People are flocking to the spot from all over the state, sir, 
hours before the regent, that is, the ex-regent, is supposed to arrive. Ganga Datta? At the Bibigar Gardens? Are you sure? As sure as we can be of anything in these circumstances, sir. Sir Richard harumphed. Hmm. We've got to stop them, Heeslap. Yes, sir. I thought you might want to consider that, sir. That's why I'm here. I'm afraid we might not be able to block off the roads to the gardens, though. The police are quite ineffectual, and I wouldn't be too sure of their loyalties either in these circumstances. What would you advise, Heeslip? Well, sir, I wonder if we don't stand to lose more by trying to stop a rally we can't effectively prevent from taking place. Yes? So... My idea would be a sort of strategic retreat, sir. Let them go ahead with their rally. Let off some steam. You mean, do nothing? In a matter of speaking, yes, sir. But then passions would subside. Once they've had their chance to listen to a few speeches and shout out a few slogans, they'll go back to their normal lives soon enough. Stop and nonsense, he slept. Once they've listened to a few speeches from the likes of Ganga Dutta and his treacherous ilk, there's no telling what they might do. Burn down the residency, like as not. No, 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 this rally of theirs has to be stopped. But you're right about the police. They won't be able to do it. That's what I thought, sir, Heeslip said unhappily. Not much we can do, then. Oh, yes, there is, Sir Richard retorted decisively. There's only one thing for it, Heeslip. Get me Colonel Rudyard at the cantonment. This situation calls for the army.